This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Have you taken a walk on your neighborhood business street lately? It's frankly a disheartening prospect. Wherever I walk, I see more and more vacant storefronts and for lease signs, many of them in the restaurant business, which gives our neighborhoods so much of their local flavor. Toronto City Council is working on a couple of plans to try to save the industry amid the pandemic. The problem is the city doesn't have the power to enact any of these things, so it's a matter of passing motions to ask the province to intervene. So, on the agenda today, the move to cap those exorbitant delivery fees of 30% or more that these third-party delivery services, not all of them, some of them, like Uber Eats, are charging the restaurants. Now, the Premier has called out those companies and asked them to give restaurateurs a break. For now, uh, I say good luck with that. There's another added cost that is hurting the industry, and that is being debated in an emergency motion today, and that's big increases in insurance costs, and it sparked another one of Premier Ford's famous call-outs. Insurance rates are, are uh, going up like I've never seen, and that's a, a warning shot for the insurance companies. You guys got to rein it in, because I'm getting too many stories of how you guys are gouging these businesses and charging them astronomical amounts of uh, money. Okay, well, Overriding all of this is the question is that even if there are remedies to this, and presumably that would take some kind of time, will it be enough to save restaurants or at least some of them? Uh, So I'd like to hear what's happening now in your neighborhood and with your favorite local restaurant, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now let's bring in James Roulette, Vice President, uh, Central Canada at Restaurants Canada, Michael Ford, who is the City Councillor for Ward 1, Etobicoke North, and Eric Schwayal, a partner at the Ascari Hospitality Group and a co-founder of SaveHospitality.ca. Hi, guys. Thank you for being with us. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Okay, let us start with Eric. And Eric, uh, I gather that your insurance rates have just gone sky high. Can you tell us about that? Uh, yeah, about a month ago uh, when we were trying to um, renew our policy, a broker came back to me and said uh, he was having a really hard time finding us a renewal that our current company uh, was not going to renew and that he had um, uh, put the policy out. Uh, and what came back initially was uh, three and a half times the previous insurance rate that I was paying. Uh, and that on the back of the fact that we've been in business for seven years and never had a claim. So it didn't square up to me at all. So how much were you paying and how much are you going to have to pay now? 
I was paying uh, just shy of 9000 a year, uh, and that quote came back at uh, just under 30000 Wow. Yeah, and, so it was, it was pretty disheartening. And uh, you're part of a restaurant group that has more than one place. Is the same thing happening with the others? Uh, we don't know just yet because our the policies in the other places don't uh, don't renew until later on uh, in 2021. But uh, all indications from a lot of my colleagues in the industry uh, would suggest that they're either being dropped by their insurance companies or are getting rates back that are frankly completely unsustainable. Okay, I want to move to our other guests, but just before we do that, in terms of the delivery fees, how hard is that hitting you? It's a significant amount. I mean, you know, restaurants in general, you know, sort of have about a 5% profit margin. So if you're, if you're getting delivery fees additional that are 30%, uh, up to 30%, uh, it's, it makes it really difficult and you have to pass that fee on to the consumer to some degree. Uh, and then sometimes it, then you end up pricing yourself out. Um, so those are pretty egregious fees, especially, uh, at a time like this. Okay, let's bring in James Rylett. Um James, of these two issues, which ones are more of a threat to your member, your members? Well, I guess it's which one is on fire right now. Um, it's unfortunately uh, we're in a situation where everything is a threat. Um, our industry uh, um, is in a dire situation. In Toronto alone, we've seen almost 950 uh, restaurants close. So it's everything's dire if if you have to renew your insurance it's um it is your biggest issue but if you are are restricted to take out uh the 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 takeout fees have always been something that we've been fighting against but it's especially uh worrisome now when they have no other option mm-hmm. uh why are people sticking with uber eats there are other companies that are giving people a bit of a break um, I don't, it, it's a lot of uh, your customers. It's what, what your customers are on, what your customers are are uh, comfortable with. If uh, your customers use Uber Eats and, and you're no longer there, then they simply uh, move on to your competitors. So it's a necessary evil right now. Um, and I don't want to single out Uber Eats because most are, are, are similar uh, uh, rates. Um, there are some that are, are giving uh, better rates lately, but... Uh, um, you know, that's, that's just temporary. So um, what we'd like to do is have an entire reset on the industry, and hopefully we can get some reasonable rates that allow restaurants and the companies to to uh, make a fair profit. Okay, well, I'm going to move on to uh, Councillor Ford, but uh, let's name the companies that, that are doing a little better. So it's DoorDash and Ritual, and uh, they have a special on for a couple of weeks, but I don't think they're going up to 30% after that. Um, Councillor Ford, you put this uh, motion forward, so uh, everybody seems to be on side with it. How long would it take to get it done? Well, hey, Libby and hey. Uh, gentlemen, uh, great to be with you guys this afternoon. So, yeah, so look, you know what, exactly what Eric is saying is what we're hearing, uh, what I'm hearing in my uh, community in North Etobicoke, but from from restaurant owners and small business owners from across the city. Um, so, yeah, so this is being tabled to city council today, uh, requesting uh, a cap on the food delivery service uh, commissions that are being charged. Uh, of course, uh, it is within provincial jurisdiction. 
Um, so it will, uh, it, you know, we're calling on the province to uh, look at this, and I know the province uh, has been and been uh, giving out warning shots to the industry, but um, I think we're getting close to a time where uh, action is needed. Okay, I mean, I, I have to say, when I first heard of this and the fact that, that it is in effect in other cities, I was surprised. I thought, hey, I, I didn't realize that the province could could regulate rates in a private business and people have the option of, of saying yay or nay. Yeah, like, look, you know what? I, it isn't, like, from, from my perspective, I don't think the answer is always regulations. You, you actually, very few times you would see me put regulations on business and industry. But look, we are facing such a critical time right now um, in our city's history, in our province's history, where, um, look, uh, you know, businesses are closing their doors uh, every day, every hour we talk about this, someone's going under. And look, um, there is a monopoly right now. And, and look, uh, you know, um, these platforms do provide uh, a good service to the consumers right now. But it is a monopoly, and 30% is just not sustainable um, for these businesses, as Eric and James pointed out. Okay, well, it's not exactly a monopoly. There are quite a number of these businesses, but I guess uh, the Uber Eats of the world have a biggest customer base. James Rylett, I know that when they started operating here, the deal kind of was, uh, yes, we charge huge fees, but this is incremental business that you wouldn't have had otherwise. That has all changed with the pandemic. This is the only business that restaurants have, uh, certainly in the red zones where they're not allowed to operate inside. So, uh, you know, I, I know they say they need their money, but, you know, why is that so, uh, why is it so hard to make that point to them? Um, I don't know. It's, it's, we've seen that this throughout with, uh, big companies that, uh, have their <laughs> rationales. Uh, we saw it when, uh, the landlords didn't want to give tenants a break uh, through the Ontario or the uh, federal program. Um, I, I, I really don't know. I don't know the corporate world. It doesn't make sense that you would uh, take your biggest customers and your biggest money makers and and uh, and not give them a break at their time of need. But uh, um, you'd have to ask those them those, that question. Okay. Well, you know, I I know they say that they've given a break on activation fees and things like that, and there are different tiers of service, if you're delivery only as opposed to being listed on the site, you know, still, I I do, I don't really understand how it is they don't see that the whole thing has changed. It's not a matter, it's no longer a matter of incremental business. It's it's a lifeline. I want to get to the insurance aspect. And uh, Councillor Ford, are you involved with that as well? Um, well, the city of Toronto, so it's being tabled at, uh, you know, Toronto City Council, uh, today, uh, along with a few other motions. Uh, we considered the, the, the patios, uh, yesterday, and, and that will be coming onto the agenda today. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about those patios. Uh, I mean, it's an effort, but, uh, you know, it's Canada and it's winter. Eric Schweil, what, what, um, how much help is the winter patio going to be for your establishments? Um, that's a good question. It remains to be seen. The fact that we're 
you know, we're able to do that. And, you know, we're very creative people in this industry and we'll find ways to activate patios as best we can. Um, you know, but it's a, it's a, it's a pretty small bandaid and a really big cut. And, um, and I don't think it's going to be sustainable like in January, perhaps now for the next couple of you know, weeks or a month. Um, you know, there's ways in which we can get people on patios and, and heat them as best as possible. But, um, but moving into sort of the dead of winter, I don't think that that becomes, uh, you know, a viable solution, sadly. Okay. Um, but having said that, I'm, you know, I'm happy we're, we're given the opportunity to, to try and get creative and try and, and activate patios in new and different ways that maybe hopefully will be sustainable next winter when it's not a pandemic issue. Okay, uh, James Rylett, I know you have to go at the beginning. You mentioned 950 restaurants going under. What kind of a percentage is that? Uh, that's 10 to 12 percent of restaurants we estimate uh, have gone under, and uh, there's uh, 9,400 uh, restaurants in, in Toronto, so that's just an estimate we've, we've uh, gone. That was actually before the pandemic, uh, the second wave hit, too. So this was these were numbers back in, in September, so we have no doubt that that number grows by the day. Uh-huh. And uh, what, what are you projecting? Um, well, our... our our fear is that if the the pandemic continues, the but um, about half of um, in uh, half of restaurants uh, are in a dangerous situation and, and could close, and that, that's going to mean a big hole in the economy and communities and, and in people's lives. It it certainly is, James Rollette. Thanks for joining us. We are continuing with our other two guests. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time and your attention to this program. Okay. Bye. I'm going to give the numbers out again. I really would like to hear from people. Where do you live? What does your neighborhood high street look like? I have to say um, it's heartbreaking. You walk down the street and every time you walk down the street, there's another empty storefront with a for lease sign. Uh, I've also seen a lot of different uh, tenants in these places and who knows how long they might last and and what happened to the person the business that was there before the numbers to call 416-360-0740 toll free 1-866-740-4740 we are talking about two motions before city council one of them to reduce the fees the delivery fees that some of those third party delivery services are charging like uber eats 30 percent plus and people i'd also like to know are you making an effort to get takeout and delivery from your local restaurants and which of those are you doing and are you paying attention to those delivery fees? Are you paying attention to them and thinking, hey, maybe uh, I should find another way if I'm really trying to help these businesses out? Again, the number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Councillor Ford... You know, what long term are you thinking about doing? I mean, again, these neighborhood high streets, business streets, they're, they're starting to hollow out. No, absolutely, Libby, and Libby, and and I and I get that, and I get the concern from the restaurant industry, and that's why we are acting. Look, do I think the the winter patio permissions or this, uh, you know, cap on uh, food delivery services? Is the answer no? These are all pieces of the puzzle. 
Um, but one of the things I think we need to start to look at, and we do have to rely on public health experts, no doubt, but, you know, I'm glad to see the mayor uh, kind of, you know, pushing on Toronto Public Health to say, look, we need to treat this like we're treating schools right now. Um, you know, we have to be careful. We Safety is always paramount and comes first, but we need to keep these doors open. Um, 80%, uh, or I shouldn't say put a number, but the vast majority of Toronto's economy is founded on these small businesses uh, that employ people and that keep our economy uh, strong. And, you know, we, we live in a world-class city. It's, uh, it was before the pandemic. It is now, but we need to make sure it comes out like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I think people are sensitive to wanting to do their bit. Let's take a call from Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill. Hey, Libby. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. So, you know, we've got the bike lanes on the day forth now, um, bike lanes on Woodbine. It's all restricted. So you've got the restaurants on the day forth. So, for me to get up there, there's nowhere to park. And I mean, literally, I could walk there. It would take me 15 minutes. Or I could hop on the bus and go and expose myself to COVID. To sit up on the Danforth in the middle of winter, to sit on a sidewalk and have a, a cold hamburger and a beer. Well, I can go sit out my backyard and have a fire in my backyard and sit there and have a beer and actually cook a steak on my uh, fire pit. Why am I going to do this? Like, they're just so off the rails with this stuff. So what would, uh, what would, are you getting takeout from your local restaurants? No. I, I, honestly, I was thinking about it yesterday. There's a place, a great fish and chip place in Leaside, Old York. I don't know whether you've ever been there, but best fish and chips anywhere. And I love that place. And I was going by yesterday and I thought, you know what, I should stop in. And I thought, no, I'm not going to. And I haven't eaten in a restaurant in probably a year. I don't do takeout, but you know what I did? I, I just got a beautiful cast iron pan shipped <laughs> up from the United States, and I cook a, a, a butter fried steak in that thing that would rival uh, Harbor 40 or Harbor 60. <laughs> so it, it's the whole dynamics change. I think the restaurants are going to go the way of the dodo bird and the milkman. Well, I don't know. There are a lot of uh, young people that never cook. I cook a lot, and uh, I think a lot of people are cooking a lot. But you know, the you know, there's okay. Once a week, get some takeout. Give a break to the people in your neighborhood. I mean, in terms of sitting on a patio, for me, it's a little cold. I think my husband's going to sit on a patio today at lunchtime, and I think he's even going to go out for dinner. But. Um, yeah, um, you know, it, it's, it changes Wednesday. the character of the neighborhood if those places are gone. Well, I'd love to support my local businesses, but with what they've done to the Danforth, it's so difficult to get there now. I, it's totally changed all my shopping habits. I used to frequent, I was counting like six different places on the Danforth on a regular basis. Now with the parking and the congestion, I've, all, uh, I've moved my meat shopping from butchers on the Danforth to the Costco, um, the two pet food stores that I dealt with to get special specialty products for my black lab, I get those now in Scarborough. And there was another store that I dealt with on the Danforth. I now get, they deliver to my door from Side free of charge. So it's, it's totally changed my whole habit. Mm-hmm. I go nowhere near the Danforth. Okay, Bill. Well, uh, we're sorry to hear that. I'm sure the Danforth is too. Thanks for your call. 
Yeah, well, um, they, you know, I guess uh, you can't please everyone. We have a lot of callers who are unhappy about bike lanes. Uh, that's also an ongoing issue. Eric, what are you finding in terms of your regulars trying to support you through this time? You know, we have been um, very, very fortunate. Uh, we we have had a we have a long uh, a long history and a, and, and a very loyal clientele, and we have had tremendous support from the people that have been patronizing our establishments for a long time. Um, it's not easy, and you know you have to be willing to make a, a certain degree of sacrifice um, to come out or to sit on a patio and and you know endure a bit of weather. Um, but the difference that that makes to the doesn't matter whether it's a restaurant or a butcher shop or a pet store or whatever the extra effort that that people make within their communities to support their businesses is the difference between survival and not. So I appreciate that. The previous caller, you know, is not particularly keen on being inconvenient in certain ways, but we're we're in a we're in a different time. And if you want to support your communities and you want to make sure that there's a vibrancy in your neighborhood that endures, it's gonna take a little bit of sacrifice on everybody's part. The retailers are making tons of different sacrifices and investing on in ways in which to change their businesses. And, and I think that, the, in by and large, many consumers are understanding that fact, and they're making a bit of a difference to their consumer behavior and going that extra mile to support those businesses in their local neighborhoods. And without that support, really, honestly and truly, survival is, is, not, is very, very far from guaranteed. And that's the case for us as well. I mean, we're getting a tremendous amount of support from our local residents, stuff like that. But that still is no guarantee whether or not we see ourselves, you know, surviving through the winter. Give me a sense of of how hard those delivery charges are. How much of your business is now through the really expensive services? Uh, Well, uh, one of our locations, it's 100% of our business. Um, and, And we're learning to deal with it. Traditionally, we had never used any of these delivery services. Our food wasn't particularly... uh, uh, well suited to to delivery and pickup, uh, so we've made adjustments to our menu to make sure that the food travels uh, well and it's still very very high quality and arrives at somebody's door. Um, but you know, as a percentage of revenue, it you know one of our locations we're down ninety two percent from revenue. Wow, um, um, that's serious. I, I, both for you and for Councillor Ford, one of the things is, so, so we have a couple of delivery services, DoorDash and Ritual, who are giving, uh, restaurant owners a bit of a break. Uh, you know, why don't people know about it more? Why is it all, you know, the expensive services like Uber Eats? Uh, you know, are, could you do, be doing a better job to get the word out to your own customers and, and your constituents, Michael Ford? No, uh, absolutely. And that's why you've seen uh, myself and the mayor and and I think a number of other councillors be pushing on out that, you know, some of these uh, businesses, um, big businesses, have been good corporate citizen, uh, citizens and, and have tried to help where they can. Um, you know, we, we as a city have been trying to do that. I think a number of people have heard that. But, Libby, it, you are correct that... Um, the, the, the massive players uh, need to follow suit, and that's why um, we're discussing this today and, at council. Okay, do you have a sense? Uh, 
if if the, I'm assuming the motion will pass, <clears throat> how long would it take it to get through uh, Queens Park and and to become law? Well, look, I, I think uh, you, you know, we're going to have a unanimous showing from council today on this motion. But what we have seen throughout the pandemic is governments have been acting uh, quicker than uh, you know previous times, and, and we ha- have as a city. I think this is already on the provincial government's radar. I've heard it. We've all heard that. Um, you know, the, the premier said yesterday that this is warning number two to these companies. Um, and uh, knowing the premier, he doesn't give too many more warnings. Um, so um, I, I think uh, if, if uh, you know, they don't act, um, we will. Eric, how long can you wait? That's a very good question. Uh, not long. Um, you know, all these changes need to be made, and they need to be made, you know, as quickly as possible. Um, so many of people in our industry are bleeding money by the day and hanging on by the day. And, you know, the support mechanisms that the federal government have put in have been very, very helpful. They've not all been perfect, but they've been very, very helpful. Um, but as this continues and these restrictions continue, uh, it puts on a tremendous amount of pressure. Uh, and so the answer is I don't know. Some people I know can't hang on for more than another week or two. Some other people will find a way to hang on, you know, for a couple of months. Uh, but all of us can't hang on forever, that's for sure. Okay, and uh, Councillor Ford, what would you like to leave us with? Well, look, I, I want to leave you guys with and your listeners that, you know, get out there, support the industry, support these uh, small mom-pop restaurants who are struggling to survive. We're hearing that. As I said, I've heard in North Tokyo, I've heard across the city. And everything that we're doing, I think it is small pieces of the puzzle. Um, and I think more has to be done. Um, but, uh, you know, get out, uh, you know, and support uh, your local businesses and your communities. It's It's absolutely critical. They've been there for you, and we need to be there for them. Okay. Uh, I couldn't agree more with that. Okay. Um, I hope that uh, you get what you're looking for, and uh, best of luck to everybody in that industry. And people, try to support your local restaurants. Uh, They need your help. They need our help. And thank you so much, Eric Joyal and Councillor Michael Ford. All the best. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.